0: which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like, you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hi, guys. I'm Emma.
1: And I'm Julie.
0: And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. I am. How you feeling? Monday morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I just... On a scale of one to 10, how ready are you to discuss Travis Barker's Instagram?
1: Oh, like easily
0: a 400. (laughs) Right. Like, have you never been more ready for anything in your entire life?
1: Truly, we've had a lot of really important things that we've spoken about on this podcast and a lot of things I've been really excited about, and they all semi-pale in comparison to this right here.
0: I just continually feel so grateful that this happened on a Sunday night because If we had recorded this podcast and uploaded it, and then let's say her birthday was today or tomorrow, and we got that Instagram after the podcast already went up, we would be not only angry, I think we would have been sad.
1: I don't know what we would have done other than the fact that we oftentimes get a lot of emergency podcast episode requests for things that are just quite frankly not big enough or important enough to do an emergency podcast for. And I have to say, there's a part of me that thinks that if we were in the position where it came out after the fact, I would have brought some evidence to the table for us to do an emergency (laughs) podcast about that one single Instagram slide.
0: And I know exactly how it would go down. Julie would text me and be like, okay, just hear me out, (laughs) right?
1: And I think you would have to give me the floor for at least a little bit. Like You'd have to consider it at least on some level.
0: I mean, listen, twist my arm. Are you kidding? It's my dream. This is, it's not even like I could say, you know, oh, I've always wanted to talk about this. No, I never even thought this was something in the realm of possibility that we could discuss. But if Travis and Courtney want to put it out there, you know damn well we are going to discuss and analyze and dissect and really just revel in it.
1: I feel like deep down there's a piece of me that didn't know I always wanted to talk about it, but somewhere there it was. And I have always wanted to talk about it. <laughs>
0: Don't you just feel like we're home? I, M, I I could not agree more. I know. Okay. Anything else you want to mention or should we get into it?
1: No, let's get into it.
0: So as you guys know, every week we're highlighting a black owned business and this week it's called TA New York. So this is actually a clothing and accessory store that's downtown Manhattan on West 13th street, but you can shop everything online. So they have clothing, jewelry, books, vintage stuff, just really cool things. And as always, we'll put all of the information in the description. Okay. You want to start out with a and j I would love to. So as you guys know, we've kind of been updating you on this as we've been finding out new information. And just as a quick reminder, March roughly 13th is when the rumors of the split first had circulated. And I remember we came on here and I think we were kind of saying like, watch this space because we'll really see what happens, right? Right. Exactly. So on Thursday, they announced in a joint statement, quote, we've realized we're better as friends and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared business and projects. We wish the best for each other and one another's children. Out of respect for them, the only other comment we have to say is thank you to everyone who sent kind words and support. I first just want to say that when this was circulating about a month ago in March, right after those rumors happened is when she was in the Dominican Republic filming her movie, Shotgun Wedding, and he came down, and they had those very public paparazzi shots, which, as we said, were definitely intentional just to signal to the public, like, we're still together at least for the moment. Right. I just think that after that initial rumor started, it was inevitable.
1: Oh, absolutely. There was no going back. After the Madison thing happened, it was inevitable. There was just no way. I think everyone viewed that relationship differently than they had. and once those breakup rumors circulated and you could tell they were like fixing it and trying to put back together and going into a little bit of overdrive to make it seem like everything was okay, you could just tell it was off. It was damaged forever. And the thing with them is they very much had this relationship where it was like, everything was perfect. Every single time they were out, he was videoing her. He was so in love with her. Their families got along perfectly. It wasn't a relationship where it was like they were actively working and bettering themselves and you could tell that that's what they were doing. Like once shit kind of hit the fan, you knew it had to be done because the public perception was forever changed.
0: Right. And as we say, there are some couples where I think the public perception really weighs on them so heavily and specifically with this one. And I would say specifically with J-Lo because let's keep in mind- On Thursday morning, I really can't say exactly. I believe that it was before the announcement broke is when A-Rod posted on his story, I'm sure you guys saw this, basically a shrine to J-Lo. So it was all pictures of her, pictures of them together, pictures of their names written in the sand after they got engaged with the background song playing Fix You by Coldplay, which was this very kind of emotional, somber, I guess, tribute to what was going on. But the reason I mentioned that aside from like... (laughs) what the fuck is that it's very, very clear here, which one initiated the breakup. Like this was not something in my opinion, at least that a rod was at all welcoming or wanted. I think this was definitely a JLo decision that he just had to be okay with.
1: I don't know if you've ever been so upset that you felt the need to listen to fix you by Coldplay, but that's like, <laughs> that's a different level of hurt right there.
0: That's what I'm saying. Does that in and of itself is incredibly indicative of the type of hurt that he was going through. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, that was probably the single most dramatic Instagram story I'd ever seen in my life. But also, it's so funny to me to post a story like that, like a dramatic breakup, fix you playing in the background, look at all of our memories together, when you very single-handedly caused this breakup, or presumably single-handedly caused this breakup.
0: Listen, say what you want about A-Rod. Obviously, he's a great athlete, businessman, all of those things. But I think he's pretty much objectively a narcissist. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, and
1: that's why it was always a little bit confusing for me that A-Rod had rebranded himself as, like, this selfless family man who was so in love with his new girlfriend, like, who would do anything for her, who wanted to take a backseat and let her shine. Like, that was always a really confusing thing. So I actually feel like them breaking up and him kind of going back to his old ways, like, (laughs) it feels like very much like a balance is restored. The earth is healing.
0: I understand what you mean. And let me say by that same token, I also, if they would have stayed together forever, I also would have said that that made sense because it does make sense on paper. I obviously understand two of the greatest in their individual fields, both superstars, both with a ridiculous amount of money come together. And it really is, I think what a lot of people would define as a power couple. And in the past I have as well. I'm not, both of us have, I mean, we're not denying that at all, but you're so right. Like this persona that he had as so willing to take a back seat, I think was a little bit confusing for a lot of people because that was not at all what he had kind of branded himself as for so much of his career.
1: Right. It was a little bit confusing. And when they were together, obviously it was like, this is it. This is the greatest thing ever. Everybody was because they did seem so perfect. And it did seem like one of those things where it's like, oh my God, I can't believe it has taken this long for those two to get together. But it's not like they got together and everyone – was like, this makes so much sense because his personality aligned so well. It was like, well, this makes so much sense because they're such a superstar couple and it seems like he's really turning a corner with his his whole persona. So for it to kind of go back in the other direction, it's not surprising when you view it as an individual thing based on who he is as a person. It is still surprising for me a little bit as a couple just because of the view we had of them. But when you break it down to like, a molecular level, no, it's not super surprising.
0: Yeah, I will say that he doesn't seem to at all be hiding the fact that it was not something he desired. Right. The reason I say that is because I could have seen this playing out in a way where he was not so forthcoming with his upset as a way to kind of blur the lines and add a little bit of ambiguity as to whose decision it was. I know who he really fooling, but. He clearly seems to not care about how an Instagram story like that will fare in the eyes of the public.
1: I think he views it as being able to garner sympathy a little bit, which is a little bit confusing to me. Like when you know the situation and you watched it play out, but I mean, I guess if that's what he wants to do and how he wants to play it, who are we to say no?
0: I mean, its content is giving us something to talk about. I just think. As we have always said, as much as this was a relationship that I do think had real love, it was so much a business. And a lot of people ask us, do you think it was because of Madison? No, I don't think it was because of Madison solely. I think it was a domino effect and how that kind of shattered this perfect image. And potentially that could have unraveled some other things. And I just think that JLo is not down to be brought down in any way in terms of the like hierarchy of fame and That's just what I think. I also think there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't really know about.
1: Yeah, and by the way, like, nor should J-Lo have to be brought down in terms of the hierarchy of fame or what she deserves for herself. Like, once that happened, you just knew that it couldn't play out. Even if you believe that they never actually hooked up, it wasn't actually a fair, they were only kind of talking and maybe FaceTiming a little. Like, that was so public and so below J-Lo that there was no going back from that.
0: Right, that's the whole thing. She really I think values this pristine image and once that is shattered, it probably hits her harder than it would for the average person that doesn't view themselves as such a business.
1: Also, JLo's JLo. If there's a situation that no longer suits her and no longer suits her image and you know what she feels good and comfortable and happy in, then it's on to the next thing. There's absolutely no reason for her to put herself in a position where she has to say in something that is no longer beneficial for her.
0: Right, and she also not only has the means in terms of the financial means to kind of like, quote, start over, clearly that was never an issue, but she has the star power, she has the following, she has everything in place to be able to kind of, aside from, I'm sure there is some, quote, heartbreak involved, I don't mean to sound cold about this, I guess I just don't... (laughs) As I'm talking about this, I'm realizing we don't typically approach celebrity breakups like this. I feel that this is a a lot more of a logical conversation than it is coming from a place of compassion. And so I don't mean to sound like that. It's just that I view this so much as a real deal, far less than I do like a love story. And I think that that's why maybe I'm a little bit more cold to it. So I I don't want to come off as if we're like cold hearted, but you guys know what I mean? Like, doesn't it just feel a little bit less emotional?
1: Well, I think also things become less emotional when you have more time to process it. Like this isn't a situation where we woke up one day and our favorite couple had just broken up out of the blue. Like this was a situation where. Okay, you're introduced to a third party. Now you have time to process that, like, maybe the relationship isn't what we thought it was. Then you have rumors that they broke up. And now you're like, okay, something else had happened. I'm already sort of processing this breakup. Now they're reconciling. You can see them working through things. By the time we got to this point, we had fully come to terms with the end of this relationship. So I think that had we woken up one day out of the blue, they had just broken up. This would be a much more emotional situation for People looking on and viewing it. But because you had so much time to process it and there were so many outside factors that you had already considered, it was like, okay, they broke up.
0: Right. This would be a very different situation if this was like a Russell Wilson Sierra.
1: Oh my God. God forbid. Don't put that into the universe.
0: But that's what I'm saying. You can tell that that love is just, in my opinion, and I guess it's only what we are a witness to, but really different. A far more kind of deeply intertwined, authentic love story.
1: Right. Which, by the way, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I didn't think at one point that that's what A Rod and J Lo had. I just have had enough time to process the fact that maybe that wasn't the case. Or it, by the end of their relationship, it wasn't the case.
0: Oh, of course. I'm not trying to rewrite history. I'm the first one to say you and I were talking about how much of a power couple they were, but always, and I still feel that way, but always, you know, you compare them versus a Russell and Sierra, a Gab Union and D Wade. It's just a different level of. I feel like emotion that was communicated with the public. And again, that could just be me, but that's just how I feel. Yeah, I agree. Anything else you'd want to mention about that?
1: No, I think that's it. I mean, I'm excited to see who they both date next, obviously. And a lot of people have been saying on Twitter, we're going to see Kim and JLo have a hot girl summer, which I am so excited for.
0: That's what I was about to bring up. Somebody sent us a story of them together and was saying exactly that. Like, Could you guys imagine these two on the town? And also keep in mind, J-Lo is somebody that Kim has outwardly idolized for years. So imagine just them. I'm completely just hypothesizing and kind of fantasizing here, but them going through that experience together, how that would be for Kim?
1: Actually, one last thing that I did want to bring up that's really funny is a lot of people have been talking about Ben Affleck also being single and the two of them getting back together. I in no way, shape, or form realized that that was something that people were still rooting for.
0: J-Lo and Ben Affleck together? Yeah.
1: like I, I had no idea that that reconciliation after all of these years was something that people were still looking at.
0: Oh, I can't even picture that for a quarter of a second. And I think I'm just tainted from <laughs> that one time. when I, I've i definitely said this before in the podcast. When I was like 10 years old and we took a family vacation to Lake Las Vegas and the limo driver was telling us about how them together was one of the worst experiences he's ever encountered as a driver like their relationship was just so toxic
1: that is so funny I mean listen they're both older now they've both grown but I, I I personally don't see them getting back together in any way shape or form but I did not realize the extent of the amount of people that do want that to happen
0: yeah I mean <laughs> you know I guess I will say I don't see it at all, like 0%. I do not foresee that happening. I don't think that it would probably be good for either of them, but stranger things have happened. You never know. Certainly stranger things have happened. If there is one thing we know, it's that we never know. Wow, that was beautiful. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. The next thing we wanted to talk about, which I'm sure all of you are aware by now, is last week how on Wednesday Colton Underwood went on GMA with Robin Roberts and he came out as gay. I recognized this entire thing and really the coverage of it sparked a lot of conversation regarding everything that went down with Cassie, which we will absolutely get into. I first just want to read what he said on GMA. We'll do a little recap of what went down with Cassie just to kind of refresh everyone's memories. And then we can get into some of the dialogue because there was a lot of what I consider to be productive dialogue happening. Didn't you feel that way? Yeah, I absolutely did. So on GMA, he said, quote, I've ran for myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time and I'm gay. And I came to terms with that earlier this year and I've been processing it. And the next step in all of this was sort of letting people know. I'm still nervous, but it's been a journey for sure. I'm emotional, but I'm emotional in such a good, happy, positive way. I'm like the happiest and healthiest I've ever been in my life. And that means the world to me. I'm proud to be gay. So keep in mind, he met Cassie on his season of The Bachelor and they dated for a year and a half. They split last May. So when all of this was happening, I remember we were reporting on it in quarantine. And in September of 2020, news broke that Cassie had filed a restraining order against him claiming that he had planted a tracking device in her car, harassed her via text message, and showed up uninvited to her apartment and her parents' house after their breakup. So the restraining order was granted, and he had to stay at least 100 yards away from her and have no contact with her. It was then reported two months later in November that the restraining order was dropped and things had been settled privately. So three other things that I just want to mention before we get into some of the dialogue surrounding it is, he did speak about the Cassie situation during his GMA interview, basically saying that he apologized and that he was in a really dark place in his personal life. And, you know, he said anything that he would list would be excuses, but he, he did apologize for that. And then, two other things. One, after the interview aired, it was reported that Netflix would be doing a series with Colton. And as a result of that announcement, a change.org petition circulated calling for Netflix to cancel the show based on his treatment of Cassie. The petition has almost 20,000 signatures. The third thing I just want to mention is, you know, Cassie has not really spoken about this at all, but there's been a lot of kind of reports circulating saying that she didn't know. And everything that we've heard on what I would say is pretty good authority is that she did not know about this at all. So just if that adds any other interesting element to anybody curious. right? So in a minute, I want to read two takes that we found to be really good at kind of communicating a lot of the thoughts and feelings around this situation. But I first just want to start out by saying, I think for a lot of people, when this news broke, there was kind of a duality in their feelings. And again, I don't want to put thoughts or words into anyone's mouth or minds. This is kind of what we were feeling. And then also a lot of what was communicated to us in our DMs, as well as just things we saw online. But I recognize people feel a lot of different ways about this. But on one hand, you're so happy for him and that he is finally living his truest self and that he is being liberated to live authentically. And everybody deserves that as it applies to anything, their sexuality, their gender, whatever it is. And that's a really big deal and something that I think is beautiful for any human being. And then at the same time, I think a lot of people had confusion or frustration or anger towards GMA wondering, why are they giving this person a platform to tell a story that is deserved to be told? However, somebody that has really harassed and traumatized another person with stalking and with harassing their friends, tracking devices, things that no other human being should have to endure. And so- I guess for me, the point is that both can coexist. And I kind of want to read two takes. The first is one from Reddit. It's anonymous. We can't find the actual name of the person who wrote this, but we want to read this first one. Quote, what he went through in his decision to hide his sexuality must've been extremely painful. What he put Cassie through in his abusive behavior was also incredibly shitty and inflicted an immeasurable amount of pain. Both can be true at the same time without one stealing empathy from the other. There's no scarcity and empathy to be found here, and empathy doesn't have to be withheld in order to maintain accountability. And another one from at Matt XIV on Twitter said, Colton, the devout Christian bachelor star who went on to stalk and harass his ex-girlfriend has come out as gay. I hope people can look at situations like this with a nuanced empathy and realize that trauma can complicate but not justify a person's shitty behavior.
1: I think both of those takes were really great at summing up what I think a lot of people are feeling, where on one hand, you really are very happy for Colton. Like this is a huge step that he took. And to be able to be honest with yourself to such an extent after spending so much time, not only lying to yourself or or hiding a part of yourself, but also publicly doing so, that is really not an easy thing to be able to step forward and say, I'm going to live my truth. And that is a really amazing thing. And I think that we both really look at situations like this when it happens as like, what is the effect that is going to then have on other people where people are going to be able to look at him and say like, oh, if he can do it, then I can do it. Like I can live authentically as myself. I can come out. I can, even if I've spent so many years hiding who I am or trying to lie to myself about it, I can do so because he did so. There's a huge religious component to this. And I think that there is a lot of good that comes out of him telling his story. But at the same time, this is not somebody who deserves to be put on a pedestal for their actions because he has caused a lot of pain to his ex-girlfriend and he did stalk and harass her and there was a restraining order put in place and it is dishonest to tell this story without really examining that piece of it.
0: Right. Exactly. I think a lot of the criticism does fall on GMA for that because what it says also is you can traumatize a woman and- nothing will change from that basically. Because the way that he would have been able to tell this story would have probably been very similar to if that had never happened with Cassie. I mean, GMA is one of the biggest platforms in the world, right? And so it's a little bit scary kind of what it signals, right? How quickly that behavior can be shoved under the rug. for, And by the way, for a various amount of reasons, right? For fame, for what it would do for viewership, for pretty privilege, for white privilege. I mean, there's a lot of things that play into this. And I think kind of like the intersectionality of it all can't be ignored, but I can only speak as a woman. And what I can say about that is it does scare me a little how quickly men who have traumatized women are able to seemingly be forgiven and given the same platform that they would have had before any of that occurred.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think for me, the Netflix aspect of it is what's really bothersome in all of this, because I do think it's one thing to have an interview. I don't necessarily agree with you know, giving somebody a platform this big after what they've done, but I do understand the process behind somebody having an interview versus somebody being praised and given a Netflix show. That to me, and again, that's not an official announcement yet. That is just a rumor that has been circulating and that is what we have heard. But to give somebody that Netflix show seems like a whole other step to me.
0: Yeah, and I think also, and I don't know, I'm kind of just saying this thought as I form it, but I think what struck a lot of people as well is how quickly this all happened after the incident. This was in September of last year. So this hasn't even been a full year and not to say that time makes things better. That's not what I'm saying. But if we want to believe that people can change and people can grow and take accountability for their actions, there is an element of time that's incredibly important there, because if you want to give somebody the chance to change and grow, you have to give them that time to change and grow, and they have to take that time to change and grow. So I think for a lot of people, six months, we're not even talking a full year here, and somehow it's seemingly swept under the rug. And I think that is another reason on top of all of the existing things that people kind of resisted to that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing at the end of the day with the situation was that It's really difficult to see somebody being praised not just for the bravery they showed, which he absolutely did. I absolutely believe that that is something that should be acknowledged. But to praise him without acknowledgement or without accountability
0: is what really is the issue here. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I feel. And so we just wanted to touch on that because I think... I think a lot of media missed the mark in a way. And again, that's just my opinion. People don't have to agree, but I did feel that way. Yeah,
1: I think so too.
0: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, the next thing we wanted to mention, which I'm sure most of you have seen by now, but if not, pause this podcast immediately and go watch it. We will put the link in the description. But basically, a few days ago, Lizzo had posted this TikTok of her sliding into Chris Evans' DMs with the caption, don't drink in DM, kids. For legal purposes, this is a joke. The DM was just three emojis. A few days later, she duets the video showing that he responded to the DM and said, no shame in a drunk DM with a kissy face. God knows I've done worse on this app, LOL, with a facepalm emoji. And he then followed her. So we wanted to mention this for three reasons. The first is, this is exactly what we talk about when we say that Lizzo is one of the very few celebrities that understands how to use TikTok. She really just gets it. The entire way she did this just made you feel like you were in on the ride, kind of like you were one of her friends. The second is, I don't know if she was just drunk or if she's serious, but like I'm not going to lie, Lizzo and Chris Evans, hot couple. The third thing, and this is really what Julie and I want to stress here, is We have been talking just with each other the last few weeks saying that because of TikTok, our affinity towards Chris Evans has skyrocketed. And I was about to say we're like back in our Chris Evans phase, which I recognize a lot of people listening would say back to us, like, how could you be back in it? That would mean that you somehow left it. I'm speaking for myself and saying I was never the biggest Chris Evans person always thought he was googly looking. Never fully, fully got it. And I'm first just here to say I get it now. And also, just want to get a temperature check if this is something everybody else is also experiencing.
1: The way I feel about Chris Evans and the the Chris Evans phase I'm currently in is that I I can't even say I'm reentering it. And it's not that like I didn't get it. It's not that I I just think I wasn't paying attention and. TikTok literally radicalized me. Like, I cannot even explain it. There are so many things. Like, I obviously always thought he was really hot, but TikTok content posts so much about like his mannerisms and different things he said and quotes he's given in interviews and his personality. Where I am like at the point where I can't believe I was never as into it.
0: I know. I feel ashamed, embarrassed. I feel like I don't know who I have to apologize to, but I feel like I have to apologize to somebody for <laughs> getting in on this boat a little bit late and. I think what it is, is TikTok does this thing with certain celebrities. So it's Chris Evans, it's Megan Thee Stallion, it's Nicki Minaj, it was Madison Beer in the earlier days, which I know all those people on their own are already very well-liked and very well-respected and thought to be very attractive, but there's something about the way that TikTok really highlights these edits and just pushes out this content where, I don't know, you take a step back and you're like, damn.
1: Well, I have to say my taste in men and celebrity men specifically tends to really line up with what TikTok is a fan of. Like even prior to TikTok, that is just my taste. But now I'm being fed all this content of them, which could also just be because like my FBI agent really likes me. (laughs) But Chris Evans was one that wasn't entirely on my radar. And then because of the edits and the way that TikTok presented him, I was like, where the fuck have I been?
0: Exactly, because you fall much more into the Timothy Chalamet Pete Davidson of it all, which like it's not my thing, but I get it for you and you happen to be lucky. Whereas Chris kind of just came out of left field and it's it's a phenomenon that I know most of you listening are probably like, duh, where have you guys been? But I'm just here to say I am so on board, like I've never been more on board. I am looking into him in a way that I have never before. And it feels really good to be here is actually what I want to say.
1: It feels amazing to be here, but it feels even better to be here together.
0: (laughs) I know. And don't you so agree with me though about Lizzo where she has this way of making her content where you really just feel like you are one of her friends and it's really not something that can be taught.
1: To me, and I don't know if this is like a dramatic statement, but I have a feeling that people will agree with me. Obviously, no celebrity is perfect. I understand that. But as close as you can get to me is Lizzo. I think she does everything correctly. I think the way she uses social media and her platform and her celebrity in and of itself is just the top of the line.
0: Yeah, because she does this thing where she really can kind of go between very serious, important issues and show her advocacy for that. And then also take you on this ride of really fun, lighthearted content that at times is a little bit sexual, at times is a little bit something that most celebrities probably wouldn't show. Like, I dare you to show me many other celebrities at that level of fame that will get drunk, DM somebody, which happens all the time, and then show it to their millions and millions of followers on TikTok. That doesn't happen
1: Right. She makes you feel like you are her friend. And I think that is a very rare quality in a celebrity and one that a lot of celebrities just cannot authentically pull off. And she absolutely can, maybe better than any celebrity I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not ready to say number one. I would have to think about that a little bit more. But in terms of TikTok, I can't off the top of my head think of somebody that does it better on TikTok. Right. Anything else you would like to mention about Lizzo, Chris Evans, Lizzo and Chris Evans, or shall we move on to Travis and Courtney?
1: Well, now that you're giving me that ultimatum, we're going to have to move on, but I do <laughs> always have things to say about Lizzo and Chris Evans.
0: <laughs> we all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But is it a time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game with the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. You can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice-cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary, open to U.S. residents 18 or older, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15, 2024. Void where prohibited. So Sunday, April 18th is Courtney's 42nd birthday. And we start the day with this beautiful floral arrangement that Travis had set up in her home. I'm sure you all saw it. It was tulips and gardenias, which are her favorite flowers, really taking over her foyer. And then you see these beautiful flowers hanging from the ceiling. And that in and of itself was magical. So we start this day off with some Travis content. And I really wasn't thinking past that. I thought he would maybe post, but to be honest, I kind of had a one-track mind and that was to see if Scott was gonna post. Out of left fucking field, we get a six-slide post from Travis with the caption, in all capitals, I fucking love you. You're a blessing to this world. Happy birthday, at Courtney Kardashian. And then the six slides, in order. Them kissing, them hugging with a forehead kiss, the one where her bare legs are on the bed and you can see a little bit of her ass and his hand is grabbing her foot the blurry kissing picture, the hand-holding picture. And slide six, the video that absolutely broke the internet where he is in a wrist brace. They are on the bed. She is sucking on his thumb in such a way where I'm not even going to say at first glance, at like the first six glances, I was sure that this was an accidental sex tape-like leak. And the fact that it was Not and also voluntary, and also a real look into what their bedroom is like. Just I'm still reeling from it.
1: That really took me by surprise. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in my life.
0: I feel like you and I, in terms of just like the way that we view things like that, are really on the far end of the not being prude spectrum. Like none of that shit really phases us. But for some reason, that just felt very bold. I don't even like have
1: words because I feel like it's been 24 hours and I still haven't fully processed that one individual video yet, but that one thing right there spoke more volume than any celebrity birthday post content video that I had ever seen.
0: Also, you don't normally get that level of like sexual intimacy between celebrity couples if it's not. Them doing OnlyFans. And I'm not even being facetious. Like, I genuinely think that's true. That was a very sexual video because they they know exactly what they're doing. It looked like before she moved her head away, it looked exactly like she was giving him head. You would have no idea, especially with her hand placement. I mean, that was blowjob form. Like, we know it well, you know, and you see it. That was blowjob form. And so for a second, I literally, Julie texted me because for some reason I hadn't seen it. And she goes, I had texted her to asking her to do something. And she was like, M, before I do anything, it is absolutely urgent. It's an emergency. You need to go to slide six of Travis's post. And I called her the second after because I was – I just think I was in a state of shock.
1: Well, first of all, the reason you hadn't seen it yet is because I texted you when it had been up for four seconds was when I saw it. Yeah. By the way, like somehow – and I'm not even kidding when I say this, somehow that thumb suck was more sexual than if it had been a blowjob video.
0: I kind of agree. Also, wait, we didn't even talk about the most underrated element of this. Just in case anybody hasn't watched this with sound, I need you to pause this podcast and watch it with sound because the way that she says Travis in this very kind of like playful stop but don't stop way was a whole other situation. A lot of people made that mistake. They they watched it and they didn't watch it with sound the first time.
1: Always watch with sound. Oh my God. I literally cannot believe that happened. Like all, also though, like not to bring this back to Scott, but all I could think about was Scott seeing that slide because I'm sorry, even if they were completely broken up, like best... Co parenting ever had no interest in getting back together. Like, let's say it's like a Chris Martin, Gwyneth Paltrow situation. To see your ex suck someone's thumb in that manner, there's no way that that doesn't hit you at least a little bit, no matter who you are.
0: Julie, I really didn't even want to go here because that's a whole other conversation. And I know some people are thinking, why can't you just look at this in, you know, kind of in a vacuum and not think about the Scott Elmett? Because I am incapable. That is why. Because I am incapable and I'm so sorry. But I feel like it's one thing if he knows what's going on, but when you actually are confronted with the visual, you just can't make up anything in your mind and you can't say, okay, what I'm making up in my mind must be worse. Because that's pretty fucking graphic. If
1: I saw a guy that I hooked up with one single time post that video of him and his girlfriend, I would be like, oh, that kind of stings.
0: Right. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think, I just don't know. I'm trying, I really am trying to wrap my head around all the different elements. Cause in, in isolation, like sucking on a thumb like that, I guess it's kind of sexual, but also like, okay, grow up. We've all seen porn. We've all done a lot worse. I think it's just the level of fame, the The volume behind it, aka the sound of the video, the fact that it's Kourtney Kardashian, the fact of her hand placement, it just, and also the last element was the fact that they knew exactly what they were doing. He wanted, he specifically chose that thumbnail so that if you looked at it, like if you look at our grid right now, you think that that's Kourtney giving head.
1: I know. And by the way, this was not the first finger suck video that we have seen because when they were at that fight, when they were with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, there was also that TikTok or that video circulating of her of her sucking on his finger too.
0: Right. So now I'm thinking, is that a thing that they're into? Oh, clearly. Really, what it is is when would we ever be privy to that information? Unless a couple is going on a podcast that they're willing to talk, you know, a little bit more in-depthly about their sex life. Like, when would we ever see a celebrity couple that's that level of fame be like, yeah, we're really into like sucking on each other's Fingers.
1: I don't know, except Machine Gun Kelly is a foot fetish. She's spoken about that before.
0: Right. But even still, the reason that we know that is because it's a big deal when a celebrity speaks about that. It's not normally something that's spoken about. It's still taboo. And listen, I am the biggest one for, like, you know, sex positivity and being open about that shit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not faulting it. I fucking love it. Let me be very clear in my stance here. I loved it. I could have watched that 10 times over. I was just really surprised because it's not normally something we get.
1: By the way, I did watch that 10 times over.
0: Yeah, and a, can I just say a total side note to this for a second, which like kind of applies, but is a little bit different. Of course, you know what's kind of crazy? Kim is co- like considered one of the biggest sex icons of our generation by far, and aside from, of course, the Ray J video, like we all know that. Don't you find that she's like pretty non-sexual in terms of what she talks about? Like, clearly, she posts a lot of photos that are very revealing and i think very sexy but it's almost like if you ask me anything about kim's sex life i wouldn't even have a little bit of an answer where i just feel like with courtney and chloe you could maybe speak on it a little bit more does that make any sense that's a really interesting
1: point and you're 100% correct because with chloe specifically you had a really big insight to that because she was really open about it on chloe and lamar like that was a really big plot line about their sex life obviously with courtney and scott Scott was really sexual so you would get that kind of energy but it was never as much Courtney reciprocating it so you were still getting some but not a lot with Kim it's more I think with her obviously you've seen the most of her than any of them I think maybe as a result of that she kept her sex life like specifically her sex life a little bit more private and what really came as a result of that was, like, her personal sex appeal. Like, that's what sold. But her sex life and the intimacy of that, I think, was something that she was like, okay, that's for me. After I had my sex tape leaked, like, I can be as sexy as I want. That's my right. But my sex life is more private, which is what I assumed happened. With Courtney, there was the shift also where, yes, there was – you knew a little bit and you got some insight into her sex life with Scott because it was kind of spoken about more on his end than hers. But then when Pooh started, you got this shift into her talking about sex as a a wellness thing and a sex positivity thing and as a lifestyle thing. And then once that happened, you incorporated Travis and it really like took on its life of its own, which is so amazing. I think it is so great to see somebody embracing that side of their sexuality and their life and this new relationship.
0: Beautifully said to all parts, and I am very much on your page, specifically when it applies to Courtney. And also, just to go back to the Kim point, that's what I think happened as well. I think when you go through that traumatizing and that exposing of an experience where you really feel like any of your privacy was completely ripped from you, it's a very normal response to kind of want to keep those things more to yourself. Like, I so get it and I respect it. I guess my question is. Did any of the Kanye element factor into that? Meaning if she was with somebody that maybe, let's say hypothetically, had a social presence that was more like Travis and was willing to do those types of things and post a little bit more of those intimate moments, would she have any of a desire or would she still have that same mindset based on what had happened to her, which... Both are completely valid and fair, and I don't know because I'm not in her mind. It's just something to ponder about that I would love if it didn't come across as too invasive or too intrusive. I would love to be able to have a conversation with her about that just because out of real curiosity.
1: Well, the thing that's interesting about Kim and Kanye is that you didn't get it on social media, but if you listen to Kanye's songs, you get a glimpse of it.
0: Right, right.
1: Because Kanye has had very sexual lyrics about Kim in the past. No question about that especially the "Drunken Love remix where he has his verse where it's very graphic. And I think that you did get an insight based on what he was saying. I just think Kim in terms of talking about herself and her private life is just a little bit more reserved in general. I think she has no problem. And by the way, like zero fault. I'm just trying to like examine the situation. I don't blame her in any way, shape or form. I think she is more withholding about information about her private life and maybe you have this viewer, like we have this view as viewers, that she isn't because she posts things that aren't necessarily private. But if you listen to the way she speaks and you listen to her interviews, she's not the most open person in the family.
0: No, she's not. I It really is hard for me to separate Kanye from Kim in terms of I don't know what she would be like if she was one completely single, like. You know, once this is all completely finalized and over. And then second of all, if she was in a different relationship because my, I guess my question or my curiosity lies in the fact of we know that some of the Kanye stuff had to be private because that was what he wanted. And I think maybe as a result of that, that's what she respected and then grew to also desire. But I can't help but wonder, did any of that then carry over into how she approached her own personal life. Whereas if she was with somebody that was willing to be more open with those types of things, she would by virtue of that also be, I don't know.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously possible. I think that our view of Kim and Kanye though is very jaded based on the end of their relationship because they kind of had two, maybe three different eras of their relationship where in the beginning, I don't think she would have held back for anything. I don't think there's anything that or any amount that of privacy that Kanye could have wanted that would have stopped Kim from doing what she wanted to do. We know that Kanye didn't really want to be a part of the show. That obviously didn't stop Kim from being a part of it. She didn't speak as much about Kanye because she knew that he didn't want to be in the show. But definitely in the beginning of their relationship, they were spoken about. And I think if she wanted to talk about elements of their sex life or elements of her own sex life that happened to include him, I don't think that she necessarily would have held back on that in the earlier days of their relationship. I think at the end of their relationship, um, things were a little bit more complicated and the things that we wanted her to speak about or the things she knew everybody wanted her to speak about had less to do with her sex life and more to do with the actual makeup of their relationship and what they were going through. So I think that as they had kids that maybe she didn't, want to speak on it. But then again, I think that is a really common thing where people with kids will say like, okay, we're just going to keep that between us because our kids are going to see this one day. And by the way, there's no right answer there. I think that if you are really sexually open and you are like that, there's no problem with that. I know Alabama Barker commented on Travis's post and was like so happy for them. I think that it's just people have really personal opinions on how they feel like dealing with that side of things.
0: Yes, but yes, yes, yes. Like I so fucking agree with you, and especially to the last part, I guess i'm I'm expanding it farther than just sex with Kim, though. Like I'm just wondering if if she's in a new relationship, or I guess when? because I do think that eventually she will be just because I think she'll want to be not that there's anything wrong with being single. Depending on the person's openness and depending on the person's relationship with the media, I just do wonder if that will change the way she speaks about things in general. Sex aside, that's all.
1: Yeah, I I have to wonder too. Um, and I also think that if she is in a new relationship with somebody and they are really public or they are, you know, relatively well known or known on social media or have a social media presence, that there will be an element of their relationship that she doesn't feel like she has to hide. Like there was obviously towards the end, this element of her relationship with Kanye that she felt like she had to keep hidden based on what he was going through. And I would assume that if she was in a new relationship, especially in the early phases, there would be nothing she had to hide. So maybe she wouldn't hold back. But I also think that if she were to be more like sexually forthcoming on social media and possibly in the Hulu show and whatever her next ventures are, there is a possibility that a lot of that will come from the way that she is viewing Courtney and Travis, like being able to see what they are doing and what they are putting out and being like, that's what I want to do. If she does decide to do that, I think that she would draw inspiration from their relationship rather than a piece of her being repressed and her wanting to explore that side of her on her own.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Really interesting stuff to think about. I don't have an answer. I just like to, I just like to explore it.
1: Very, me too.
0: Okay. So one thing about me, I'm going to get my food delivered. It kind of just falls under the general umbrella of convenience, which as we know is a core principle of my life. And I've been a DoorDash user for a while now, as I'm sure many of you are, but I specifically want to talk to you about DashPass because it's kind of really the way you get the most from delivery, which as a side note, if you use code CBC24, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. But let's zoom in for a second on what DashPass is. Basically, it's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door. So it's helping you save money and time with every DoorDash order. And number one, $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on eligible orders. So it makes it really easy to save on groceries, retail items, restaurants, all of your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. And then this is the thing that really sold me. DashPass pays for itself on average in two orders. So it makes delivery even more worth it. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for only 9 dollars a month. Get more from Delivery for less. Sign up for DashPass today only on DoorDash. Use code CBC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change. Terms apply. So... Obviously, we were all wondering if Scott was gonna post, and especially after he did a grid post for um his friend David Einhorn, he ended up doing a story for Courtney, a picture of them and the three kids writing "Happy Birthday to the best Mama Child could ask for," and some more exclamation point.
1: I have to tell you, like that really calmed me.
0: The fact that he posted, right? Yes, I know. We're so hypocritical because at times we say we don't care about the social, but this was one where everybody was looking for it. We got a hundred messages of people saying the exact same thing. There
1: are, no, here's the thing. I don't believe it's hypocritical because there are times where social media posts don't matter. Like there are just times where you're not, you're overanalyzing a hundred percent. This was a very specific situation where we have not in a couple of months, at least been able to see exactly what the relationship between Scott and Courtney is. We have not really seen them together. We haven't seen them at family events. Like that was a huge question mark. So even if things aren't 100% perfect in paradise, the fact that he still posted for her amid everything going on was a huge, huge like things are, things are more settled than maybe you thought they were.
0: Right, or things are okay enough for him to do that. I don't really know. I just, all of that can be true and then also everything that we said earlier about how we think he probably viewed that post with like a dagger in his heart can can exist at the same time.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely, but to be able to see that he did post for her of all of the people that have posted for exes or current girlfriends or people they were maybe hugging up with, Scott posting for Courtney on this specific birthday felt like one of the more important ones to me.
0: I don't know if this is a weird thing to say, but I kind of get why he wouldn't do a grid post after Travis's post because it's one thing if this was like a year later and the feelings have kind of settled but as far as I'm concerned he's still very much in love with Courtney and I could understand not wanting that and not wanting the comments and just the whole thing. Don't you kind of get it? Oh,
1: absolutely. I I I didn't think a grid post was necessary. I just needed to see some sort of acknowledgment. <laughs>
0: At least we can sleep at night, huh?
1: I, I really like don't know if I would have been able to if, if he hadn't done something. If there yes. had been no
0: acknowledgement,
1: if I hadn't – Because by the way, in the past <laughs> – Why? Like,
0: I'm just laughing. Like, we're just so like – I'm sitting so like attentive.
1: <laughs> in the past, okay, like even if he hadn't posted for even if there wasn't a story or a grid post, presumably there would be a birthday party that we would be able to see him at and we would be able to know like – okay, he's celebrating their birthday. And not that that was ever really a thought before because we assumed up until this point right here that everything was okay between them. Like, we were never really looking for it. But at the very least, even if he didn't post, we would be able to see he was still celebrating her. This year, you knew you weren't going to get him at her birthday party. You knew you weren't going to see a huge birthday blowout where he would be involved in. So to be able to look at that one story and see that felt super, super important. But I don't think a grid post was necessary.
0: No, I I very much agree with you. Yes, I'm glad we're on the same page about that one.
1: Yeah, just a little sign of life.
0: Last thing we wanted to just mention was Shanna Mochler, Travis's ex, had posted a photo of her boyfriend kissing her hand and wrote the caption, he makes me happy and tagging him. And her and Travis's son, Landon, commented, the most on and off relationship ever. You can do so much better.
1: (laughs) That was pretty wild.
0: That was pretty fucking wild,
1: No. I don't even know what to make of that because I do not know their relationship well enough to draw any conclusions, um, but that was pretty public and pretty crazy if you
0: ask me. I'm sure she was not thrilled with that based on like the contrast between how seemingly happy he is about Travis and Courtney, and then I guess how he feels about that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Also, somebody asked us like la- about our episode last week saying like, wait, did you guys never watch Meet the Barkers? We did. We fully both watched it. We just – do Not really remember well enough, which is why we want to do a rewatch.
1: Yeah, we have to do a rewatch. It was too many years and too many reality shows ago for me to fully remember.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we were just yelling this entire episode. Like, that's I don't understand. People are like, Are you whispering? Like, no, I feel like I'm literally yelling. I, I'm always yelling. I but- <laughs> <laughs> was so we had so many passionate things to say.
1: This is a passionate subject, by the way. This will never not be a passionate subject. I mean, I have never seen somebody suck someone's thumb like that. And I sucked my thumb until I was in like second grade.
0: (laughs) No, we're in a whole other ballgame here.
1: I have to assume that based on that, I would be good though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He also has like long thumbs, no?
1: (laughs) Yeah, there was like a lot of pullback time there.
0: Right, like a lot. Like that's what I'm saying. The only reason that we were all kind of so fooled for – a few seconds was because of the length of his thumb if it was a shorter thumb we would have just known off the bat i
1: have a question is it like proper etiquette to pretend to gag on someone's thumb or like do you think they're okay with their own length if you don't
0: no i think they're okay with their own length i don't think it's expected (laughs) (laughs) thank you for asking (laughs) anything else you want to mention or shall we call it a day
1: no, I actually do have one thing, and I want to briefly discuss because I think we've gotten a lot of inboxes about this. I just want to yeah. briefly touch on the Alabama Barker Jodie Woods friendship.
0: Oh yes, people ask us this all the time because obviously Jody Woods is Jordan Woods's little sister, and Alabama Barker is clearly Travis Barker's daughter, and they are very close friends. They spend a lot of time together, which has people asking us, do we think that Courtney and Jody are ever interacting as a result of that, or even Jordan and Courtney, and I'd first like to start by saying they've been friends for a while now. It's not a new friendship. you know, Jody and Jordan have always been very much in a lot of these different groups of friends and I think it is literally nothing but straight up maturity and respect. and I don't even think it's something not like not worth discussing. I'm happy to discuss it, but I don't even think it's the slightest bit of a point of contention and I think everybody involved is mature enough to know that these two 15 year old girls' friendships is not something that should be an issue.
1: Oh, absolutely. I actually think the element of it that's more interesting to me than the fact that they're friends is that entire, like, friend group, quote-unquote, of, like, the Calabasas kids.
0: Oh, it's a very real thing.
1: Like, that should be a reality show.
0: Oh, my God. In a fucking heartbeat, I would watch that.
1: Also, That should be the new Hills Laguna Beach is, like, the Calabasas friend group of, like, young Calabasas teens.
0: Yeah. Also, I just... We'll never be able to get over how much Jody and Jordan look alike. I really – the first time I saw them together, I really thought they were the exact same age. I thought that Jordan had a twin sister that we didn't know about. Jeans
1: are crazy.
0: No. Listen, there's jeans and then there's like jeans. (laughs) Yeah. Right?
1: than their genes you're 100% right and by the way my one hope like when I view the situation of like the Alabama Jody friendship I never assumed that there would be like any sort of point of contention there I don't think most people did but I do think people wondered if that that could be a point that caused a domino effect of a reconciliation with the families
0: oh I mean I think that there's secretly something maybe happening anyway
1: I would that would nothing in the entire world would make me happier
0: same and again I feel safe saying that because it would never go back to the way that it once was like they're both have become so much more independent and less codependent than they were on each other yes I agree anything else you'd like to mention nope that's it (laughs) what just happened did you we I feel like we laughed a lot just now I love to laugh I love to laugh okay well we love you guys so much we'll see you on thursday for kardashians Isbo and i will see you on friday for bravo and that's all she wrote we love you guys thank you so 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 much for listening it is the best gift ever and we're so grateful